0: So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. You're listening to the online marketing made easy podcast number 104 welcome to the online marketing made easy podcast business advice so easy you'll feel like you're cheating and now your host Amy Porterfield Hey there, Amy Porterfield here and welcome to another episode of the online marketing made easy podcast. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Now today it's not just me. I have an extra special guest and his name is Rick Mulready. And I decided that I was just going to let him come into my intro and not have him wait until we get into the Q and A. So Rick, are you there? I'm here. You are my first guest that gets to be a part of my intro. How do you feel about I think that? I've,
1: I don't think I've ever done this before. Okay. Like I've never been part of an intro before. This I know. Cool.
0: It's pretty exciting. Now, the reason why I wanted Rick to jump on with me right from the get-go is because we have planned something extra special. Rick and I talk about Facebook ads all the time, Outside of my podcast. So we meet at Starbucks a lot. He lives in San Diego. I live in Carlsbad. So we're really close to each other. And we're constantly meeting and talking about ads and talking about some of our students and some of the things that they're seeing and where they're frustrated. And I thought, we need to get on my podcast and talk about this stuff so others can find value in it as well. And Rick suggested, why don't we do it on a regular basis? And so he's agreed to come on my show about every six weeks and we are going to do a Facebook ad Q&A. Now what you might not know is that Rick is my go-to guy for Facebook advertising. When I have questions about targeting or anything with the pixel or what's new, I usually turn to Rick right away. And he's been so amazingly knowledgeable about all of this that I wanted to share it with you. So Rick, most of my audience knows about you because you've been on a few times, but for those of my audience that are totally brand new to you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're about.
1: I'll keep it really short. Okay, okay. we'll get will get too long. But <clears throat> excuse me, my background is in online advertising, so I've been in the online advertising space now for a little over 15 years, and I came from the corporate world, um, much like you, Amy, where I left that world in the 2012, and I've been focusing on Facebook ads uh, ever since around 2010 when I first sort of got bitten by the Facebook ads bug, and essentially now. I teach online entrepreneurs and small business owners how to use Facebook ads to grow their business, but not just grow their business. I'm really all about automating uh, their business with Facebook ads because that's what I've been that's what I've been able to do. That's what I teach my students to be able to do, uh, and we also talk about Facebook ads and all kinds of different paid traffic on uh, my podcast, "The Art of Paid Traffic," as well. So, uh, you know, I was <laughs> as you were talking about sharing your intro there, as far as. We were always talking about Facebook ads. I'm thinking, man, it sounds so nerdy. <laughs> we, we are a little this bit stuff nerdy. A lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we really do, which is kind of a lot of fun. So what we did is we actually jumped into uh, some of my private Facebook groups and we asked my students, "What do you want to know about Facebook ads? Where are you getting stuck? What uh, questions do you have?" And questions flooded in. So we have enough questions for a few episodes, but we're going to take the best of the best today. And I have to tell you, I'm a little bit snuffly today. And that's a word from my son, Kate. He (laughs) says it all the time when he can't breathe through his nose and he has a cold. So I have a cold today, but Rick said that I sound fine and we can just keep continuing this, right? So I think we're good. But if I sound a little funny, that's why. And I also wanted to tell you all that before we get into these specific questions, Rick actually has a free training all about Facebook advertising. What's the name of your training, Rick?
1: Yeah, this is pretty much what I was just talking about. It's how to create an automated system that gets leads and sales every day using Facebook ads.
0: Sounds pretty good, right? Totally free. It's a webinar that he does and it's live. So I wanted to invite you guys to check it out depending on when you're listening. So Rick, where can they go to sign up for your free webinar?
1: Yeah, it's, it's coming up actually shortly after this episode airs. So on Tuesday, the 12th, so Tuesday, April 12th, I'm doing two live webinars that day and then one on Wednesday, April 13th uh, in the middle of the day. So again, those are going to be live and it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: So where do they go to sign up?
1: Oh, uh, they can go to rickmulready.com forward slash Amy. Easy enough. Register for, yeah, it'll be one landing page there that they can register for, for one of those uh, dates and times or... If they really really want to come to all three times, they can do that as well. It's going to be the same presentation, but obviously different questions come up during each of those webinars. But uh, yeah, they can go to rickmulready.com forward slash Amy and register for one of the times that works best for them there.
0: Perfect. Really good webinar, guys. I've been on it before. I think it's outstanding. You're going to learn a lot. But to give you a little tease about some of the stuff you're going to learn, we are going to get into the nitty gritty here on this episode and answer some specific questions that you all have about your Facebook advertising efforts and your campaigns. So are you ready to dive into it, Rick?
1: I'm excited. I've seen these questions. They're really good.
0: They are really good, right? Okay. So the first question is from Molly and Molly says, I'd love a podcast full of examples and case studies about ad spend, list growth, conversions I'm especially keen to hear this from the earlier days when you had a small list. Mm. So I know you are full of stories and case studies (laughs) and examples from all of your students, Rick. So can you share some of those with us and kind of give some insight to those that are just getting started?
1: My problem right now is I'm trying to narrow it down to just a couple to talk about. (laughs) That's a good problem. So many ideas right now. All right. So the first one, uh, her name is Becky Malden. And, um, I'm actually going to be having Becky on the podcast here in a few, uh, well, depending on when this comes out, she may have just been on, but she is a holistic health practitioner and she works out of her office in Georgia. It's a small town in Georgia. And she's been seeing patients, um, on a one-off, you know, one-on-one basis. And she was getting great results for her patients. And the word was starting to get out within the holistic healthcare practitioner community. And she started having people come to the, her, her practice there to find out what they were doing. So the first thing that Becky started to do was, well, she wanted to run Facebook ads to start to grow her business. And um, so she decided to do that. Instead of bringing more one-on-one clients into the practice, she wanted to, because she was seeing these other practitioners come into the business, she, she saw that as an opportunity. She said, what if I create a course to teach other holistic health practitioners how to get better results with their patients. And so what she's done is she's created a $5,000, and I don't like, well, I'll explain this, don't get scared off by the big number, a $5,000 course that teaches other that 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 certifies other health, um, holistic healthcare practitioners. What I love about what she did was she ran Facebook ads and she spent about $10 a day on her Facebook ads. And she was running her ads to a video series because we all hear about video series, um, you know, people doing video series for their launches and stuff like that. So she figured, okay, I better do a video series. Well, she had this video series done. It was really well produced. She ran Facebook ads to it and it just was not converting. And she let it run for about a month. She spent about $300 over the month, about $10 a day, didn't get any results. She said, "You know what? This is not working. I am going to change things up." And so she decided that she was going to uh, make edits to the to the uh, uh, video series. Instead of stopping the ads while she was editing the video the videos, she decided to send her and this is I, I cringe every time I every, <laughs> every time I think about this because as a as a um, you know if you're running paid traffic this is a no no. But she ran her ads to the homepage of her website.
0: What? Stop it! No, she I didn't. Know.
1: I know she, she (laughs) ran ads to her homepage and then on the homepage, it had links out to free videos about that led people into, uh, get more information about the certification program that she'd created. And so what she found was doing this strategy really started to work for her.
0: Oh no. And so
1: the process that was that someone would come to her website and it wasn't even, I think she told me she didn't even have an opt-in on her, on her website. And so she sent people to the homepage, they would watch her free videos, and then those free videos would lead into, uh, to apply for a free strategy session, basically. So they had to get on the phone call to see if they would be accepted into the certification program that they had created. When she did this, um, when she was running the video series, she was getting leads, but no conversions. When she changed it to run the, uh, to the homepage, not only did she get more leads, but her conversion rate jumped up to about 40 to 50%. And she spent about over a six month time period, she spent $3,000 on ads over six months. And she brought in $30,000 worth of, new, new people coming into that certification. program.
0: Wow. Okay. That's incredible. I love that she was only spending about $10 a day and then yep. within six months, just $3,000. Cause that's doable when you're making $30,000 from your efforts. But yeah. first of all, let's talk about this. So <laughs> normally we're never going to suggest that you run an ad to an, a homepage, but yep. the videos that she wanted people to watch were on her homepage.
1: Yes. They okay. Were.
0: Got yep. it. But they didn't have to opt in to those videos
1: correct it was free content so this was cold traffic and and I, what i loved about what she was doing was it was she was keeping it so simple she was targeting one interest group so one facebook page that's all she was doing running wow. running 10 dollars a day to this one audience and sending people from that audience to the homepage where they could consume that content now what i love about this strategy is that she was giving that free content away to people who had no idea who that who she was but after consuming that content they were signing up for, you know, these application calls, if you will, to, to try to get into the program.
0: I love this example because a lot of my students aren't yet selling online training programs and they have coaching services or consulting services. And a lot of them want to do like these high level, cause you said it's $5,000, right? To work yep. with her. And yep, so exactly. she's doing these one-on-one calls and that's where they're opting in, right? They have to opt in and give their name and email in order to even get considered for it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Yep.
0: Okay. Yep. So yep. that's a pretty good example. I, I, I like that one a lot. I'm, I'm sure you have more, but I'll ask you some more questions and maybe some more stories will come out of that. Okay, good. Cool. Okay. Okay. So moving on to our next question, this one is from Wendy and she says, I'd like to know more about Facebook strategic marketing. If I run a thousand people past an ad and only X percent convert, where do you recommend one starts testing? Is it the headline or the body copy or target audience? So she really wants to know, you know, what should I be looking into if my ad is not converting? And then another question she has is, how do I even know if it is converting well?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I get this one a lot because, you know, a lot of times people are are pretty good in getting their ads set up, but then once the ads are running, it's like, okay, now what do I do? What do I look at at that point? And I always encourage people to just really simplify this whole step in the whole Facebook ads process. So what I mean by that is just keep it really simple and looking at the the, the top one or two stats based on what the objective is. So for example, if your objective is website conversions, then the most important stat that you wanna be looking at is what is your cost per conversion? And then looking at how many conversions that you've gotten versus how much money that you've spent. If your objective is like clicks to website, you wanna be looking at, well, what is the click-through rate that of, you know, what's the percentage of people going to that are clicking on your ad going to the landing page? Then you want to look at how many clicks that you've gotten to the landing page and then how much money that you've spent. So if she's saying, you know, a thousand people she says if I run a thousand people past an ad and only X percent convert. So I'm assuming that she means that a thousand people are clicking on the ad and then a small percentage are actually converting on the landing page. So I'm assuming I'm making some assumptions of what she's talking about there. If that's the case, then it it sounds like the ad is doing pretty well, that people are clicking on the ad, but the issue is once they get to the landing page, they're not actually converting. So I would look at first probably a discrepancy between the ad itself and the landing page, meaning like there's no, you know, something is not congruent there, meaning the messaging or or the coloring or the images, some sort of congruent issue between the ad and the landing page itself. Now... If your ads are running and you're not happy with the results, and I know that you, everybody always wants to know like, well, what are good results? You get that question a lot, right? right oh today, yeah, Amy? for sure. Okay. So it's, it's very general in how we can answer that because it's very specific to whatever niche that you're, that you're in. So let's start with like a cost per conversion. Now I'm going to give you a very general number. I would try to keep it <clears throat> under $8. Now everybody's going to say, well, Rick's at $8. Well, that's a very general number. <laughs> You know, depending on what your niche is, that could be extremely high. It could be extremely low. So try and keep it under about eight uh, eight, eight or so dollars. For a conversion rate on the landing page, I'd like to see 20% and above. Like if you're below 20%, you need to change something up. If you're above 20% on that conversion rate on the landing page, meaning what percentage of people who are coming to the landing page are actually converting, you want to be above 20%. Click through rate—you absolutely want to be above one percent on that click through rate. Um, relevance score, which is a number that Facebook gives you, based on <clears throat> we don't we don't all we don't know exactly what everything goes into the relevance score, but suffice it to say, it's it's how often or how much that there is interaction with your ad. So how many people are liking it, commenting on it, sharing it, clicking on it through to your landing page? You know, the more interaction that you get with your ad, the higher the relevance score. Is going to be and it's on a scale of one to ten so the closer you are to ten the better off you're gonna be and also the lower cost that you're gonna pay the closer to one that means there's there's not a good connection between the ad that you're running and the targeting audience that you are uh, targeting audience that you're using the last thing I'll say on this is okay if I do need to make a change well what do I change first And I think that that was also something that Wendy was asking headline body copy targeting audience I would start with the image because that is the, you know, that's the most eye catching thing that people are going to see with the ad in the newsfeed there. So I would start with the image. However, if you are, if you're getting like just really, really poor results, it's probably, um, the, the target audience, the target audience is the most important thing. You've got to be really clear about your target audience. So if you do have a, you know, if you feel really good about your target audience, then I would look at, okay, change the image up first, see how that does. And then go from there.
0: I was just recently talking to Jonathan, who is a guy on my team that is running a lot of our ads and he does amazing work. And he said, I will tell you something that I know for sure. And that is when it comes to your ad images, if there is a bright yellow in your ad images, it tends to convert the best. And he thinks it's something with the juxtaposition of the blue in Facebook Mm -hmm. and the yellow really standing out. And he's like, I don't have any scientific data over that. But he said that right now, my images that have a lot of yellow into them convert the best. Now, I ask you, or I say that, Rick, because I'm curious, what are some tips you have about ad images? Are there some Mm -hmm. kind of like tried and true rules that you follow for your ad images?
1: Yeah, I think that the more that you can, we have to remember the mindset of people on Facebook, meaning like they're there to share with their friends and family. It's a very informal platform. You know, they're sharing updates with, with, with friends and videos and pictures and all that type of stuff. So the more sort of casual looking the image, generally the better. Now, again, it has to align with whatever your, whatever your business is. Um, and also, I think that what I've seen a lot of great results, in both from in my own business and also my students, that when you have images of, of you in the image itself, looking straight ahead, so you're almost like making eye contact with the user, uh, they're on Facebook. Those work extremely well, um, you know. And I've seen, and, and you and I have talked about this a lot in the past too, where you know, an image with maybe you in the image itself, where you're actually your eyes are looking to the side, and your eyes are looking at some sort of text on the image. That can work extremely well too. But I think a lot of people get caught up here is like, oh, I should, you know, I should go find stock images, or I should get this professionally done photo. You don't have to do that. You can grab your iPhone or your Android device or whatever, and just start taking pictures that way. And again, just remembering why people are on Facebook in the first place. It's a very informal platform. So, you know, think about that when you're putting your, when your images together. And I think that, um, you know, we always talk about having text on the images as well. That works extremely well, but you have to remember the whole 20% rule where the image can't be taken up by more than 20% text.
0: Okay. Good stuff. Definitely. One of the things that you mentioned when we were talking about Wendy was the fact that Maybe if some people are clicking on your ad and then they're not converting once they get to your registration page for, let's say your Mm -hmm. opt-in, that it might be an issue with the registration page. Now, Mm -hmm. one thing that we've done inside my own business is that we tend to put a lot of copy in the ad And then we have less copy on the registration page. So we have pretty high conversion rates from ad to reg page because there's not much to read or not much to do on that reg page. They're kind of sold on the idea because in my ad, I have all the details that say about my webinar and what they're going to learn and all that good stuff. So Liz actually asked a question about this. She said, I see ads from other people who post long stories or lots of copy in their ad but how do you set this up? She says, when I try to set up the ad, the fields are limited to the number of characters mm. that I'm allowed.
1: Yeah, that's because those people with the longer copy are setting those ads up in Power Editor. Mm. And you have, actually, I don't even think there's a limit to the to the text that you I can put either. in there. I've, I've heard people put in there like thousand word uh, posts in there, literally. But when you set your ad up in the standard ads creator, meaning like when you're in Facebook and you click, you know, create ad and it kicks you right to that, Um, initial page there, that you do have a limit in there. So if you want to create those long posts, you've got to be setting your ads up in uh, Power Editor.
0: Okay, cool. Wanted to make sure that was really clear. So moving on to the next question, Joe says, when is it best to post a regular ad versus a video ad versus a multi-image ad? So for example, are image ads better for maybe consumer products, but videos are better for services or business opportunities? She'd love to know your take on that.
1: So I don't think you're going to like my answer here. Oh, no. Joe's probably not going to like this answer either. And really, the answer here is there's really no right answer. I mean, you just kind of have to test out different ad formats based on what you're trying to achieve with your ad campaign and what, you know, what your business is all about. So, for example, if you're if you are thinking about using a carousel ad, meaning you have different um, you have multiple images that you can run through the ad. Well, that could be great if you have multiple products to sell, or if you have, you know, different opt-ins that you want to uh, promote, or maybe you're running a a testimonial ad, you have different testimonials, or maybe you want to run to different blog posts. It just, there's different ways that you can do it. There's all, these are all great ways to test. It just, it's just a matter of which aligns best with what you're trying to achieve in your business and with your um, campaign. Now, a regular image ad versus a video ad. I love video ads right now. Um, I think this, I saw this stat last week. I think the stat is a hundred million hours of video are being consumed on Facebook every day.
0: Wow. Every day,
1: every day, every day. Now that's crazy. So what does that mean? That is that Facebook is really putting a lot of emphasis on video on the platform right now. And so as an advertiser, that's a really cool opportunity to, really have a really cool connection with your with your target audience because they get to see you, you know, on video if you want to be in, in front of the camera um, and just connect with you in a different way than they would in from a standard, you know, image ad. I would test both. I know I have lots of different students. I'm doing this myself where we're testing, diff- you know, a video ad versus an an image ad and seeing which one performs the best. And we'll do that. Let's just say our goal is to, I don't know, get webinar registrations. Well, we'll run a video ad with the web, website conversions as our objective, and we'll run a, a regular image ad with, web, with uh, website conversions as an objective. And we'll see which one performs the best, and then whichever one doesn't, you know, we'll stop that. So long-winded answer here, too. It really, it, you just have to kind of test to see which one performs the best. There's really no right or wrong answer here.
0: Okay. Well, at least gives the listeners just an opportunity to think, okay, I can experiment with this. There's some options here. We've heard so Mm -hmm. many amazing things about video ads. We've talked about that before on the show and I've talked about it inside my webinars that convert program. So definitely there's an opportunity there that I want people to check out and kind of experiment with for sure. But then of course the standard, you know, image ad, I use them all the time. I have great success Mm -hmm. with them. I haven't really used the carousel ad at all. Have you used that yet?
1: Um, I haven't. We might be testing it out coming up here in the next um, few weeks from a testimonial perspective. So we might have some, you know, of my students, you know, as a testimonial featured in in the uh, carousel ad there. So so lots of different ways you can do that.
0: You test it. And then when you come back in a few weeks, when we do this Mm Q&A again, we're going to talk about
1: it. Whoa, pressure. Okay. <laughs> pressure
0: for sure. <laughs> okay, so we have a few more questions. This one um, is from Liz, and she says, when Facebook rejects an ad with a generic reason, is there any way to get more insight as to exactly what violated their standards?
1: Mm. Yes, Good such question. A great, such a great question. Um, unfortunately, well, I mean, they're going to often be very vague in their rationale. They're going to kind of, you know, sort of cut and paste um, the reason for the fact that the ad was rejected, um, you kind of have to try to read into that a little bit to see what they're getting at. And you can reply oftentimes and try to try to find out what the what the issue is. I'm going to look up the URL here let me pull it up here. Now Facebook has a Facebook ads chat helpline now.
0: What? And if
1: people go to okay, fa- so we'll we'll put this, you can put this in the in the show notes page, but it's facebook.com forward slash business, forward slash resources. And if you scroll about halfway down the page, it'll say contact us for help. And there, right now, uh, we're recording this later in the afternoon here, Pacific time. So the chat isn't live. It's only live during the the chat. I think the uh, Facebook support is based in Phoenix and in Austin, Texas. So I think it's on that central time zone. So I notice around three o'clock or so Pacific time, the chat line will go away. So you'll only see an email, like send us an email message. But if you, if you go on during the day, you'll see a live chat there and you can get on there and ask them questions. And I've had really, really good results with it. I've actually had people call me from Facebook too. They're like, you know what? We don't know the answer to your question. We're going to find out and call you back. Wow. That's that's an incredible
0: resource. Thanks for sharing that. I had no idea that that was up and running now.
1: So you can use that if you're, you know, unsure why they're, you know, why they're not approving your ad, you can write in and say, Hey, um, and they'll look up the ad and and get the, get some more answers for you.
0: Okay. Good stuff. Here's another question. We're going to talk about Facebook pixels. I know you did an entire episode on your own podcast about pixels. Is that right?
1: I did. I'm going to put
0: you on the spot. Do you remember what number it was? go ahead and look right now and we'll put it in the show notes as well. But I think it was a really great episode. So inside my webinars that convert program, if you're a member of that, I did an entire hour long special training all about the new Facebook pixel to make sure that my students really understood how it worked. But one question that came up from one of my viewers was that when she does pixels, it never seems to register. So she says, even though I've gotten conversions, I'm not seeing the results with the analytics for her pixels. So can you give a few quick pointers just to make sure that your pixels are properly set up and that they're yeah. actually reporting for you?
1: Sure. It's um it's episode number sixty six, <clears throat> excuse me by the way, of the art of Paid Traffic. So to check if you want to check that episode out, it's rickmulready.com forward slash sixty-six.
0: Okay, cool. Cause that's a it really great a episode, guys. If you're curious about the new Facebook pixel, how it works, the whole rundown. Um, if you want a free training, Rick does so on his podcast episode. But what would you say to people that are struggling, thinking, my pixels aren't working, but I swear I set them up right?
1: Yeah, so the ads chat helpline there is another great resource. So if you have placed the pixel correctly, so just a, a quick little pixel recap. So we have we now have one, well, well, we still have all the pixels. They haven't you know phased out the conversion tracking pixel yet. But if you haven't done this yet, I would recommend that you start to do this. So Facebook has the new Facebook pixel they're calling it. So you have this one pixel that goes on your website's theme. So it tracks all of the pages on your site. And then for any page that you want to track a conversion, instead of put like before, before, you would put the conversion tracking pixel on the page as well. Well, now all you have to do is put what they call a standard event code um, in there. And I don't know if you want to link this up. Or the, I talk about it and I give a resource on the on the podcast episode okay, too. Okay, cool. Um, but you know, it what what Facebook has given you now is they have different nine different standard event codes like registration or a lead or uh, a sale that sort of thing, and you take this little snippet of code and don't worry, this doesn't. It's not as it's not as I, I'm it, the way we're going to talk about it, it sounds really confusing, but it's really not um, because Facebook has really really good instructions on how to do this. You take the little snippet of code and you put it. In the middle of the base Facebook pixel code, on that page that you want to mark as a conversion. So if it's a webinar registration page, then that snippet of code is going to go onto the thank you for registering for the webinar page. Um, now, if that is if that's placed correctly and that everything everything is good, I would make sure that you're using the Facebook Pixel Helper, which is a Chrome extension. That it's a free Chrome extension. So if you're using the Chrome browser, just just do a Google search for. Facebook Pixel Helper. Download that little bad boy and get it on your your Chrome. Uh, I love that tool. A yeah, navigation bar, and that'll tell you. You know, number one, it'll tell you whether that page has a pixel on it or not, and number two, if it does, it'll tell you whether there's any kind of issues or not, and it'll it'll help you kind of troubleshoot any issues that might be occurring there.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great resource. Definitely check it out and check out uh, Rick's podcast episode all about pixels. Even if you're using them, I think it's a really great resource, just a refresher, make sure you're optimizing them and really understand how it all works because it does sound very complicated, but once you get in there and start doing it, uh, it makes a whole lot of sense. And I always say to you guys, I am not a techie girl at all. And I was able to figure it out. So I have every bit of faith that you will be able to figure it out as well. So Rick, how about one more question? All right, let's do it. Okay. So Nikki says, let's talk targeting. Is there a way around hoping your target pops up in the power editor? She says, I have a long list of different pages that I want to target. Many are popular names or companies and 99% of them won't pop up for me. It's frustrating.
1: Mm, yeah. Nikki, I hear you. Uh, I feel your frustration happens to all of us. Um, so I w- number one I would kind of question you say many are popular names and companies and I would say my first question there would be popular for who if it's popular in your niche and you're in a smaller niche then yeah they might not appear but if they were talking like Tony Rob, someone told me recently they they couldn't target Tony Robbins and I was like no something's up something yeah. like something's buggy on your end there but Yes, unfortunately, if you put the name of a Facebook page into the intersection, or now Facebook calls it the detailed targeting section, and it doesn't appear, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, that is I, not a I, great I feel your first, Yeah, I know. Sorry, that's it. Let's move on. No, I, I'm sorry that's happening. I know it's frustrating, but what here's what I would do. Number one is I would go back to the original Facebook page that you're trying to target. And literally copy and pay, copy the name of the page, then go back into where you're setting your ads up in Power Editor, and then paste that name in there. Sometimes that will work. Now another little trick that this sounds super weird, but I I don't know why this works, but it does. Sometimes I'll be typing in, you know, that in the interest field there to whatever the Facebook page is, and it like nothing will appear. If I click into a white spot in on the page there and then click back into that interest field where I'm typing something and start over again, that will oftentimes clear that out. I don't know why that happens. I was going to
0: say that makes so much sense.
1: Yeah, it (laughs) (laughs) makes super sense. I don't know why that, I don't know why that works, but it does sometimes. So that's the next thing I would try. The third thing is I would, try. if you've tried those two things and it still doesn't happen, then it's not like, you know, I've asked Facebook this directly and I, they don't give me a good answer. I've been told that, you know, Facebook's saying, well, that, that page hasn't been like indexed or whatever. I don't know. I don't buy that. I don't think it's a great answer. I mean, the reality is, is that unfortunately it's not an option. Like you can't target that page. Now with that said, I would check back in a couple of weeks and try it again. I've had plenty of instances where I'm trying to target a page one day, can't do it, come back three weeks later and all of a sudden I can target it. I'm like, all right, cool. It's on. But you know, I really don't have a great answer for you as to why this happens, but unfortunately it is a reality.
0: I've had that situation too. One week I can't target it, I come back and I can and I do a little happy dance because I'm so excited. So definitely keep trying and keep your list. So one thing, Nikki, I want you to do is, you know, get that list you've got and keep adding to it and keep trying things because I promise you there are going to be pages that are going to be great for your business that you should be targeting. Sometimes it takes just a little bit of detective work. So keep at it. So Rick, I want to thank you for being on the show and I am extra excited that you've agreed to come on more regularly so we can do these live Q and A's together and really get to the questions that my audience is dying to know about and they need answers in order to keep moving forward. So first of all, I just want to say thanks for being here and thanks for agreeing to come back sooner than later.
1: Absolutely. I love doing this. I mean, you know know how geeky I get, I get about this stuff. I get all amped up. So if, I mean, we're going to be talking about it anyway, so why not talk about it on a podcast episode?
0: Exactly. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. (laughs) And I just want you to remind people, I know you've got a live webinar all about Facebook advertising coming up. Mm -hmm. Remind people what's the title of the webinar and where should they go to sign up if they're listening to this in a timely way, meaning right when we came out with it.
1: Yeah, so the, I'm going to be talking about how to create an automated system that gets leads and sales every day for your business using Facebook ads. And we've got, uh, I'm going to be doing three live epi- three live webinars over two days. So the first two are on Tuesday, April 12th. And then uh, on Wednesday, the 13th, the next day, I'm going to be doing another live webinar. So three live times that you can join uh, based on Tuesday, the 12th, April 12th, or Wednesday, April 13th. And you can go to rickmulready.com forward slash Amy. If you'd like to register, that's just going to be one registration page that you can choose whatever time that you'd like to uh, attend that works best for you there. Rick forward slash Amy.
0: Perfect. I know it's going to be incredibly valuable. So I really encourage you guys to go check that out. Thanks again, Rick. And thank you all for being here. I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now.